Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. This is a special Friday afternoon edition for the podcast audience only. This is an audio-only podcast, so just in case, this is only going to be on my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, I heard Google Podcasts is going away. But the people that have subscribed to my podcast since the beginning are going to get a very special show. And I do have a lot to talk about here on the show. I'm going to talk about the NFL Divisional Playoffs. I'm going to break down the games. I'm going to make my picks. Going to talk about high school basketball around the Chattahoochee Valley as we've got a big game tonight for the Carver Tigers boys and girls. Both teams are facing the Golden Tornadoes from Monroe down in Albany, Georgia, and both teams are going into this game undefeated. And you can catch both games on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And because I'm doing this later on in the afternoon, I'm going to try to break down the latest updates on the Atlanta Falcons head coaching search. Still no word, a second interview from Bill Belichick. Some sources say that it's a done deal. Wow, if that does happen, what will the Falcons look like for 2024? Are we talking about a complete overhaul and not only a playoff appearance, but a possible Super Bowl run? All right, let's get into the show. What a night of high school basketball in the Tri-City area. We have got some big-time games for you. Georgia Alabama Sports Live will be live-streaming the Monroe-Carver game. Over on that school they like to call ODH. On the hill, the Carver Lady Tigers and Tigers, starting with the girls, led by their head coach, Anson Hunley. They will tip off at 6 o'clock. Coach Anson Hunley led the Carver Lady Tigers to state titles in 2019 and 2021. They are currently 11-6 overall, 3-0 in the region, They played a lot of tough competition. They're led by their leading scorer, Jasmine Thornton, who averages 17.1 points a game, followed by Aubrey Wilkins with 15.2 points a game. Chubb Thomas leads the team with 2.9 assists per game. They do have some senior leaders on this team. And yes, they did lose Kaylee Simpson from last year's Elite 18. But just about every year, Coach Hunley has got the Carver Lady Tigers in a deep championship run, including two Final Four appearances as well. But they have lost in the quarterfinals the last two seasons. And now the Carver Lady Tigers 
trying to get a stronghold in this region facing the Golden Tornadoes who come into this game 12-6 and overall, 3-0 and in region play. Meanwhile, the Carver Tigers, led by their head coach Terry White and their assistant coach Eric Allen, they come into this contest with a 16-0 record, 3-0 in the region. Monroe, who's played a tough schedule, they're 14-3. They just lost to Westover, but they are 3-0 in the region as well. This is where Carver can really pull away in the region if they can get a big win over Monroe tonight. And then next week, they will go down to Albany to take on Daughtry. And then they will host Columbus on January the 26th. The Carver Tigers are led by their leading scorer, Tony Montgomery, who is considered one of the best players in the Tri-City area. He is averaging 22.3 points a game. They also have two other players that are in double figures. Kobe Castlin averaging 10 points a game and Champ Simpson averaging 10 points a game as well. But it's their defense that really has been an impact for the Carver Tigers. Tobias Tolbert is leading the team, averaging 3.5 blocks a game. And then the freshman, Ace Thomas, he has come in and made some clutch shots, especially in that comeback win in the semifinals of the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. When Carver was down 40-19, to Ace Thomas came in and got some big buckets. I expect the Carver Tigers, which only won six games last year, to turn it around and to win 16 games. They're undefeated. What an incredible turnaround by Coach White and Coach Allen. And they have been named WRBL's Kia Auto Sports Athletes of the Week. I'm so excited about this Carver Tigers team. Not since the Warren Beulah-led team of 2019 when the Carver Tigers surprised everybody taking on Sumter County and winning a state championship. Led by All-State player A.J. Watts, Jalen King, Devin Flowers. That was a very special year for that school on the hill because Coach Hunley won a state title with the Carver Tigers 2019. In fact, there's a couple of signs going into Columbus to honor both the boys and the girls state championship teams from that school on the hill. Like I mentioned, a lot of basketball games going on tonight, including a huge game on the other side of the river, Auburn taking on Central in Phoenix City. Central lost to Auburn, up in Auburn. These two top teams are poised to make deep runs in the 7A state championship. And then you got Opelika that's taking on Smith Station. Some of the other action in Alabama, the Valley Rams. They only have one loss, and that was to Auburn. The defending 5A champions, led by their coach Marshawn Harper, is taking on region rival Beauregard. Beulah, which by the way is going to be in Glenwood's region next year in 3A for the AHSAA, they are on the road taking on Real Town. And then over in Georgia, let's start with the Pacelli Vikings. Big region game in Perry, taking on Westfield School. Pacelli is 9-5 and five overall. They will travel to Douglas County tomorrow. Don't forget, you can catch the Pacelli Coaches Show on Georgia Alabama Sports Live on Sunday with Coach Corey Black and Coach Bryant Thomas as Thrift Barringer will host. Some of the other games in and around the Chattahoochee Valley. Callaway is going up to Atlanta. They are on the road taking on McNair. Harris County, which the Harris County girls got the big two-point win over Northgate. 
You know, I'm impressed with what Coach Stephanie Ramsey Dunn has accomplished at Harris County, one of the top teams in 5A. And we got a big one tomorrow at Harris County. Georgia Alabama Sports Live will be there as well. We got Tierra Tucker for Shaw taking on Harris County, led by Brooke Bass, Janiah Broom. What a great matchup. Some skilled players going up to the county. It'll be the first time that we're calling a Harris County basketball game, which means Rick Beach from Kutsu Sports will be on the broadcast with me, and I'm so excited to call the boys and the girls games up at the county. So Harris County playing three games in three days. They are taking on Drew today, Shaw tomorrow. Chaco is taking on Taylor County, both boys and girls. But let me tell you something about the Taylor County girls. 16-3. and three. One of those losses was to Peach County. This team can win a state championship in single A. I honestly feel that way. They are excited about girls basketball in the city of Butler. And I am pulling for the Vikings from Taylor County. Jordan is taking on Kendrick. You know, Jordan has got four wins for the Lady Red Jackets. I love what Coach Cobb is doing at Jordan. Look, in the Jordan Red Jackets, they're rebuilding this year, but they have a legendary head coach, which I'm a huge fan of. I got to know him during our basketball media days. Coach Gerald Turner, who's really been a staple in Columbus after winning that 2007 championship team. I'm excited to see Jordan and Kendrick. It's going to be on the campus of Kendrick. You got Trinity Christian taking on Troop County. Brookstone is up in Noonan taking on the Heritage Hawks. And the Brookstone Cougars are undefeated in the GIAA. They defeated Strong Rock Christian. If they can get a win over Heritage next Tuesday, they're taking on St. Ampicelli, and that could be for first place in the GIAA. Schley County is taking on Marion County. The Spencer Green Wave, they only have one loss on the season. And that loss was to Carver in the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament Championship. They're taking on Ace Charter. The Spencer boys are currently 5-0 in the region, but Southwest is also undefeated, and they got to worry about Rutland. That's about it when it comes to teams that could compete for the region. As far as the Spencer Lady Green Wave, well, they lost to Central Macon on Tuesday. And they currently stand at 9-6, and 4-1 and one in the region. As Central Macon, undefeated. It looks like they're pulling away in the region with a 13-4 overall record. The Spencer Lady Green Wave, led by the Burke Sisters, will also take on Ace Charter. We also have the LaGrange, Grangers and Lady Grangers taking on North Clayton. The Shaw Raiders, they are hosting Westover. This is a very crucial game. Let's start with the boys because Westover right now is undefeated in the region. They were able to beat Hardaway on a buzzer beater. And if you get a grasp of what the region looks like right now, Westover who's 9-7, but they are undefeated in the region. They are currently 3-0, followed by the Syrup Makers of Cairo with a 2-1 record. Bainbridge, who lost to Hardaway over the week, they're 1-2 in the region. And Shaw is 1-2 after beating Hardaway last week. And Hardaway, who started their region with three close losses. These 
games were all one possession games. They are 11 and 8 overall. Their next game, and we hope to live stream this game on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. It's a non-region game, and it is near and dear to my heart. It's against the Russell County Warriors. As I know Coach Kendall Mills, I know Coach Larry Knox, two outstanding athletic directors. We feel that we owe it to both schools to live stream this game. I love what the Hardaway Lady Hawks are doing. They are ranked number one in our rankings for Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And the Hardaway Hawks look like they could get on track, especially with their senior leaders, Lamel Mims, Makai Benton, Antonio Dorch, Kerry Fudge, Zaire Hodge. The whole team has got nothing but seniors. I love what Coach Mills is doing at Hardaway. But back to Westover at Shaw. This is a huge game for the Shaw Raiders. I remember I was at the game last year. It was senior night, and Shaw was able to defeat Westover. Westover has just been a powerhouse in basketball. They went to the state championship in 2022, lost to the Spencer Green Wave. And then before that, I was looking at the history of the Westover team out of Albany, and they've won multiple state titles. And so this is a huge game. Westover still undefeated in the region. Shaw is playing at home. I expect Shaw to give them a fight. I'll try to get some score updates while we're at the Carver game. They're led by their leading scorer, Josiah Williams, who was a nominee for Player of the Week. Dorian Head also averaging 13.3 points a game. Both players are averaging 13.3 points a game. That's according to Max Preps. And then Trey Atkins. I love what Trey Atkins does. He was a safety on the Shaw football team for Coach Gardner. And Matthew Lewis, an incredible shooter. The Shaw Raiders finished fourth in the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament, and I'm looking forward to seeing the Shaw Raiders taking on the Harris County Tigers tomorrow at the county alongside Rick Beach. Macon County is taking on Manchester. You got the Northside Patriots hosting McIntosh. Now, Northside's having a down year this year. I still think Barrington Adams is a special player. They lost a lot of firepower on that team that went to the playoffs last year, like Jakeith Hodo and Malachi Hosley. They're 2-12, but right now 1-1 in the region. This would be a big win if they can go in and beat the undefeated McIntosh and try to get into the playoffs. But right behind them, with Harris County playing Drew tonight, this could be a determination for who's going to get that fourth and final playoff spot. The Northside Patriots are just rebuilding this year. But Barrington Adams, he's averaging 17.1 points a game. Tyson Raglan averaging 11.1 points a game. The Northside Patriots led by their coach, Greg Johnson. Look, I know that you know they won the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament last year. Had a great record last year with a 17-9 record. But they lost in the first round of the playoffs to Lithonia by one. It's hard to replace a guy like Cameron Hill, Malachi Hosley, or Jakeith Hodo. That was the bulk of their offense. But Northside still has everything to play for. They can make the playoffs. And what a big message that would send to the city if they can knock off McIntosh tonight. And finally, for tonight, Central Talbotton is taking on the Calvary Christian Knights. Calvary dropped a heartbreaker. Both the Calvary Knights and Lady Knights 
lost to Creekside Christian Academy last night. Calvary's turning around and hosting a home game against Central Talbotton. Head coach Jonathan Gordon has got a very good team that's young, but they're going to continue to improve. Tyler Freeman had 50 points last week. They're led by TJ Benson. Tyler Freeman actually upped his scoring average to 11 points a game. He was at 7 points a game. That 50-burger put him at 11 points, and Calvary Christian is also going to honor the baseball team tonight that won their fifth straight state championship. So I am excited about Calvary Christian. We plan on live streaming that game against Creekside Christian on February the 2nd. So go Knights. Good luck tonight. That's a lot of home basketball games tonight in the city of Columbus. If you're a basketball fan, you have options to go whatever game you want to go to. Spencer's hosting a game. Carver's hosting a game. Shaw's hosting a game. Kendrick, Northside, Calvary. I'll tell you, the sky is the limit. And don't forget, tomorrow Columbus is hosting a game. They are taking on Crisp County. Right now, Columbus is 12-6 overall, 1-2 in the region. And they are in fourth place ahead of Thomasville and Crisp County. So this game against Crisp County could help them as far as seeding goes, and they could make the playoffs. They failed to make the playoffs last year. Now, the Columbus Lady Blue Devils, they are led by their head coach, LaShonda Adams. Now, they've already eclipsed the win total from last year. 6-12 and overall, 0-3 in the region, but they are a young team that is rebuilding. Right now, they are tied with Crisp County at 0-3. If they're able to get the win over Crisp County tomorrow, you could possibly be tied with Thomasville, and they could sneak into the playoffs. I love what Coach Adams is doing. Alina Gilbert is their leading scorer. Jayla Lockhart, Sanaya Hicks, a great team. And I think she's got the Columbus Lady Blue Devils in the right direction where they can try to get back to that level when they won the state championship in 2017, led by their head coach, Joe Sharoni. I will try to get as many score updates as possible tonight. Also, don't forget, Russell County is taking on Pike Road tomorrow. I want to say a big shout-out to Double Coverage for getting these score updates for me. I appreciate that everything Double Coverage does, not only for Georgia Alabama Sports Live, but for the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge as well. And so good luck to everybody tonight. I hope you have a fun night of high school basketball because this is crazy. I have never seen this many home games in the city of Columbus at once. But, you know, I haven't been covering high school basketball not that long. All right, just for my podcast audience, because this is not going on the radio station, I don't need to insert breaks on this show. So what you're going to get is, I'm not going to say the full hour, probably about 40, 45 minutes of me talking sports here for the podcast audience only. Let's go ahead and get right into the divisional playoffs. Playoffs? That's right. Playoffs. I'm going to make my picks. I am a 49ers fan, but I'm going to break down that game. But the first game I'm going to break down is the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. The Texans are not supposed to be here. C.J. Stroud wins a playoff game, becomes the youngest quarterback to win a playoff game. And the Texans just continue to improve. And they don't even have his number one receiver, Tank Dell. D'Amico Ryans. 
what a job he has done as the head coach of the Texans. And this is when the Texans blundered the last two head coaches with Lovey Smith and David Culley. But Houston, I like Devin Singletary. It's hard to believe that he got ran out of Buffalo. Nico Collins coming up big. John Menchie, nice to see him back. Dalton Schultz, huge acquisition from the Dallas Cowboys. But what about that defense by the Texans led by Will Anderson? It's not just Will Anderson that's wreaking havoc as a pass rusher. You also have Desmond Keene, Christian Harris, Khalil Davis. You got some good players. Derek Barnett. I like what I'm seeing from this Houston Texans team. However, they're taking on a historic Baltimore Ravens team that looks like they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl. And it starts and finishes with their MVP quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is playing on a level that no other quarterback has played on, especially passing the football and running the football. I mean, the last time we've seen a quarterback who was the leading rusher, I think it was maybe Michael Vick, probably another quarterback after that. They don't really have a running back. They've lost a lot of firepower at the running back position. Look, I was a believer when they put up 56 on the Dolphins. I was a believer when they throttled the 49ers, and that was really because the 49ers threw five interceptions. Gus Edwards, pretty good running back, but the Ravens are going to rely on Lamar Jackson to pass the ball. Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr., and Mark Andrews is back in the lineup for Baltimore. I expect the Baltimore Ravens to win this game. I really do. I think the Texans make it close, but that Baltimore defense led by Jadavian Clowney, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, they got a great defense. And I think the Baltimore Ravens advance to the AFC Championship. Now let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. They are expected to be here. Kyle Shanahan has the 49ers one win away from yet another NFC Championship appearance. Four in the last five years. In fact, the last time the 49ers lost a divisional round game, it was to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in 2003. Every time the 49ers make the postseason in the last 20 years, as far as I can remember, they at least get to the NFC Championship. Jim Harbaugh did it three straight years. And now Kyle Shanahan is one win away from going to his fourth NFC Championship game. And when the 49ers are a number one seed, I like their chances. They're taking on a Packers team that's not supposed to be here. They were a number seven seed. And they thrashed the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of people were shocked. But I was looking at the schedule. When the 49ers face an elite quarterback, they either lose and, yeah, they, they, they lose. I saw Kirk Cousins shred this 49ers defense. I saw Joe Burrow shred this 49ers defense. Jordan Love is starting to become an elite quarterback I could see Jordan Love completely shredding this defense. But there's a lot of disrespect going towards Brock Purdy. In fact, the GM of the Raiders saying that Brock Purdy is the worst quarterback left out of the eight teams remaining in the divisional round. 
Are you kidding me? We're talking about a guy that made the Pro Bowl. You're saying that Baker Mayfield, Jordan Love, C.J. Stroud, and Jared Goff all better than Brock Purdy? Come on. You're not watching the games. Look, the key is the 49ers are going to have to score first, get a comfortable lead, and I think they win this game comfortably. But the Packers win the toss. Matt LaFleur is going to take the ball, and he could possibly score first. That could make the 49ers nervous. And that could possibly set up for a game where maybe Brock Purdy has to play from behind or makes the big mistake. The key is Christian McCaffrey, if he runs the ball, time of possession controlled by the 49ers, Jordan Love sitting on the sidelines, and big play abilities by George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel. Brock Purdy's going to have to use play action. I'm not worried about the Packers' defense. I actually had to re-watch that game where they faced the 49ers in Lambeau two years ago, and Rashawn Gary just went off. He could possibly get a couple of sacks. But I'm not worried if the 49ers get into a third and long situation because if the 49ers drop back, and if Purdy has time to throw the football, he'll get the ball to Brandon Ayuk on a third and 13. A jet sweep to Debo Samuel. Everybody is healthy. I am not worried about rest versus rust. I think the 49ers win, but I would not be shocked if the Packers come in and get the upset. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a much closer game. Jordan Love is going to look amazing. He probably could have 150 quarterback rating with three touchdowns. And he could be 21-25 for 320 yards. That is possible. I do feel that the 49ers are going to stop Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has rushed for 100 yards the last four games. The 49ers shut down the run. I also see a scenario if the Packers get the ball first, they go three and out. Because usually the 49ers defense steps up on that first possession and they have an answer for everything that they try to throw you. The last four games, I've watched every single playoff game that the Packers played the 49ers, and they all had one thing in common. Aaron Rodgers ad-libbed just about in every situation, drove the coaching staff nuts. Jordan Love is a system quarterback under Coach LaFleur that is not going to ad-lib or make the big mistake. I think that Jordan Love is going to have an incredible game. But I'm not 100% sold that he is going to outplay Brock Purdy. I know a lot of people in the media think that Jordan Love is going to outplay Brock Purdy. I'm here to tell you that ain't happening. Brock Purdy is going to have a good game. Look, he's playing at home. He's comfortable at Levi Stadium. It's a playoff game. You're going to have loud fans at Levi Stadium that wants nothing more than to get the 49ers to the NFC Championship. All right, let's look at the games on Sunday. 3 o'clock on NBC, the Buccaneers facing the Detroit Lions. Lions hosting a playoff game for the first time since 1992. And I think this is where the Buccaneers' season comes to an end. Look, they're 9-8. and eight. They weren't supposed to be here. Baker Mayfield wins a playoff game for the Bucs, but they were facing a terrible Eagles team that limped into the playoffs. And I still think Nick Sirianni needs to be fired. 
But the Buccaneers are here by default because their division was bad. Detroit playing on another level. I think they played a very good Rams team last week. And the Rams could have won that game. So I think that the Buccaneers come back to earth. The Lions get the victory because Jared Goff's got a good offensive line. He's efficient with the football. And he's got weapons. Amon St. Brown, Laporta, even though I think that he's going to be a little bit healthier. And then Jamison Williams. I see the Detroit Lions winning this game and winning two playoff games for the first time since 1957. How exciting is that? Remember, in the 1991 season, they only won one playoff game. That was against the Dallas Cowboys, and they went on to uh, face the Washington team in the NFC Championship, and and Washington would just go on to win the Super Bowl. But Detroit fans are so excited, and the tickets for this game is in such high demand I can't wait for this game. It is going to be exciting. I expect the Lions' defense to get at it. That matchup between Tristan Wirfs, the left tackle, going up against Aiden Hutchinson. The Detroit Lions are going to win this game, and they are going to reach the NFC Championship for the first time since 1992. And finally, the game that we all been waiting for. It's the Kansas City Chiefs going to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Josh Allen. It's the rematch from that crazy playoff game two years ago when the Bills took the lead with 13 seconds left to go. Buffalo was left for dead when they were 6-6. Then they made a midseason move firing their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. In comes Joe Brady, and this Bills team looked completely different. And after beating the Chiefs, say what you want, Kadarius Toney was offside the Chiefs did get the lead in that game but Buffalo was able to hold on late and because they've been in situations like that remember Kansas City had the ball and Patrick Mahomes could not get the job done maybe this Chiefs team is not like the Super Bowl teams of the past and I think that the Kansas City Chiefs conference run appearance comes to an end and the Buffalo Bills get the victory NBA tonight, you got the Atlanta Hawks traveling down to Miami, taking on the Miami Heat. The Hawks are winners of two straight. There's been talks that they're going to ship off DeJounte Murray before the trade deadline of February the 8th. The Hawks need to start rattling off some wins. They're in the right direction. They were able to beat the Magic 106-104. to They beat the Spurs on MLK Day. And right now, if the season ended today, they would be in the play-in game as the number 10 seed. And I really see a scenario, even if they sneak into the playoffs as a number 10 seed, they're better than the Bulls. I believe they're better than the Magic. They got playoff experience over the Magic. I could see them getting the number 8 seed and playing the Boston Celtics in the first round of the playoffs. Here we go again. Once again, (laughs) Hawks and Celtics in the playoffs. How many times have we seen that? And then the whole landscape of the NBA You know, we got Pascal Siakam going to the Indiana Pacers. I now think the Pacers are a contender. Right now, they're tied with the Miami Heat for the number six seed in the Eastern Conference. And you're going to see other teams making moves. You got the Nets taking on the Lakers tonight. Lakers are 21 and 21. Yes, they did get a pretty good win over the Dallas Mavericks, and they have won two straight. LeBron knows what he's doing. 
the Lakers trying to sneak into the playoffs, and the Houston Rockets, losers of three straight. It was a nice story, but the West is stacked. I don't think the Houston Rockets could hang with the West. Then you got the Golden State Warriors losing two straight, but on a somber note, you know, the passing of their assistant head coach, they've already canceled two games. Just my heart goes out to the Golden State Warriors right now. Basketball should be the last thing on their mind. Minnesota right now, a two-game lead over OKC. And in third place, the Denver Nuggets. The Clippers, they have won eight out of the last ten. New Orleans, finally, Zion Williamson healthy. I mean, that is a scary team with a healthy Zion. Dallas, Sacramento, Phoenix, they're all fighting for that play-in spot. But only one is going to get the number six seed. That's how important getting the number six seed is because you don't want to play in the playing game. But you look at the Miami Heat, they were able to get the number eight seed after losing the playing game, and they upset the Bucs last year. So anything can happen in the playoffs. I'm excited about the NBA. Now let's switch over to college basketball. See, I'm not taking any commercial breaks because this is a show for my podcast audience only. College basketball this Saturday. Let's start with the SEC. The Georgia Bulldogs. They're playing Kentucky at Rupp Arena. Georgia's 13-4 after getting an impressive road victory over the South Carolina Gamecocks on Tuesday, 74-69. But according to ESPN's Joe Lenardi, they're not an NCAA tournament team. In fact, they're not even a bubble team. How is this even possible? I see them beating LSU at Stegman. They could possibly beat Florida in the swamp. And then they host Alabama on January the 31st. I think that Georgia can get to 20 wins and 20 wins is the magic number to try to get into the tournament. Georgia doesn't make the tournament that often, but under second-year coach Mike White, this is their best shot, and I want to see the Georgia Bulldogs in the NCAA tournament. Some of the other games in the SEC, Alabama taking on Tennessee. Tennessee is ranked 6th. And that's going to be on ESPN2 at 1. you got South Carolina taking on Arkansas. Vanderbilt taking on Mississippi State. Texas A&M taking on LSU. Florida on the road taking on Missouri. And then we got a battle of two top 25 teams at Neville Arena. Ole Miss taking on Auburn. Auburn is 15-2 overall on the season. And I think that is going to be a Final Four team. Georgia Tech, after getting a huge win over Clemson, they're 9-8, but this is not a tournament team. I like what Damian Stoudemire is doing in his first year, but Georgia Tech's going to have some growing pains, especially in a tough ACC. They're hosting the Virginia Cavaliers, who are 12-5 at McCamish Pavilion. Clemson taking on Florida State. Pitt is taking on Duke. North Carolina jumps all the way to number 4, Oh, get ready for that North Carolina Duke game. Two games coming up in the next couple of months. They're hosting Boston College. Louisville, lowly Louisville, taking on Wake Forest. Virginia Tech taking on NC State. I do believe NC State's a tournament team. And then Miami is taking on Syracuse. So last night at the Convocation Center, the Kennesaw State Owls fell to North Florida 84 to 75. I do feel that this is still a tournament team. They're taking on the Jacksonville Dolphins down in Jacksonville, Florida, 3 p.m. ESPN Plus. 
Remember the Jacksonville Dolphins? They used to be a powerhouse in college basketball in the early 1970s. Back at the Convocation Center next Wednesday, taking on North Alabama. I know Travis Creasy and Ben Hayes are big fans of North Alabama out of Florence. And uh, Mercer struggled a little bit. They have lost a couple of games. Uh, I'm kind of worried about Mercer as they're taking on Samford, 16-2. They're probably going to win the Southern and make it to the NCAA tournament. That game is going to be in Birmingham. And just another shout-out to the Sun Belt, like we call the Fun Belt. You got Georgia State taking on Georgia Southern. Always a great matchup when those two teams play in the Fun Belt. And Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars are going to be on the road taking on South Carolina Aiken in the Peach Belt Conference matchup. Love college basketball. Don't forget, on Tuesday, I'm going to have my Bracketology show. Every week, I add a seed. So I already did the projected number one and number two seeds. I'm going to add the projected number three seed. And like always, I have my first four in, my last four out, the next four out. And I am just completely puzzled that Georgia's not even in the next four out. How could you do that to Georgia? That is just not recognizing that Georgia's a good basketball team and just going off of the past history and that Georgia basketball hasn't been good before. Yes, I agree. They're not a blue blood. But not every team can be the luckiest team in college basketball like UConn when they just walk their way into five national championships just because... They were playing a team like San Diego State that wasn't supposed to be here or playing a team like Georgia Tech in 2004 that was a Cinderella team. Speaking of which, because I want to talk about the 2004 Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, this year is the 20th anniversary that Georgia Tech, led by B.J. Elder and Jarrett Jack and Will Bynum, that team led by Coach Paul Hewitt, made that improbable run to the national championship game where they lost to Emeka Okafer, Ben Gordon, and Charlie Villanueva and those pesky Yukon Huskies. I'm going to do a special in the next couple of weeks where I talk about the top 10 greatest storylines in NCAA tournament basketball. And I'm including the NCAA tournament and I'm including conference tournament because I want to include the 2008 Georgia Bulldogs because I think that was a, not only a sentimental story, but that was just an incredible run where they made an SEC storied on that moment. So stay tuned. The next couple of weeks, I will have my top 10 greatest moments in NCAA tournament slash conference history here on the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Now, next week, because this is my audience for my podcast audio only, I'm going to go ahead and break the news right here on the show. Monday, I plan on having Jake Crane from Crane & Company. Tuesday, I plan on having Dave Plata. We're going to talk about the history of minor league baseball in the city of Columbus. Should be a fun show. Thrift Barringer and I are going to do our Georgia Alabama Sports Live shows on Sunday night, right after the Pacelli Coaches Show. And then on Wednesday, we are going to have Bobby Z. So he was a guest on my show last week. He is going to be on Bobby Z from the Press Box with Bobby Z and Friends. He is going to be on the Georgia Alabama Sports Live show. So before I close the show, I am actually doing this show Late Friday afternoon, one of the reasons why it is not on the radio station is because I decided to do this show really late on Friday and I missed the deadline. But here's the thing. 
The Falcons interviewed Bill Belichick for a second time. I'm getting reports that it is pretty much a done deal that Bill Belichick will be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. The problem is, it's not official. So I have no idea whether this is true or not. If he does become the head coach, we do know that Antonio Pierce is out because he will be the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. And that is the right decision because he went five and four in the last nine games as the interim head coach. Give it to him. I've said it all season long. Give it to him. If Bill Belichick becomes the head coach of the Falcons, he's got to get the quarterback right. Look, he whiffed on Mac Jones. It's nice that we're getting Belichick, if possible, for just coaching duties only. He doesn't need to be the GM. We already have a GM. And look, I'm seeing right now on my X page that this is a done deal. But if it does happen over the weekend, I will talk about it on Monday's show. Monday's show is just going to be a recap of everything that happened over the weekend. It's going to be back on WQEE, so you want to tune in for that. Also, Alabama's losing players in the transfer portal right and left. Julian Sayan, the top five-star quarterback, has entered the transfer portal. Look, Alabama fans, I love Kalen DeBoer, but he's not going to be on the same level as Nick Saban was or ever has been. I think that Kalen DeBoer... Could be destined for an 8-4 and four season. And I know that is going to make Alabama fans pull out their hair. Anyway, stay tuned. Monday, I'm going to have Jake Crane on my Facebook Live show. Dave Plata on Tuesday. Bobby Z on the Georgia Alabama Sports Live show. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, I love the fact that I could come on this show do about a 40-minute show with no commercial break and just talk sports to my listening audience only. And I got to admit, I'm going to try to do more shows like this because I want to try to give you content five days a week on my podcast platform. But sometimes there's days where I can't get a show into the radio station at the right time and I end up doing it later in the afternoon. But Mainly because there was so much sporting events that was going on. I wanted to make sure to give all the content. Don't forget that the Columbus River Dragons are on the road taking on the Blue Ridge Bobcats this Friday and Saturday. And we will break down everything that happened over the weekend of sports. Could be a Bill Belichick sighting in Atlanta. Could be a quarterback change. Who knows? Stay tuned for Monday's show. Everybody have a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. You've been listening to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. You can catch an episode daily on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. This is a podcast that covers local sports to the Chattahoochee Valley. If you would like to catch a replay of the show, you can download an episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.